What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of The Joey Morales Show. Again, coming to you solo today. It is October 14th, 2021. Today we'll be previewing week six of the NFL season. Got some decent games on docket here, but a good amount of the teams that we like normally pre- previewing are on bye weeks. Uh, it's the first week that bye weeks have started. Uh, so that did kind of change up the schedule, but we got still got a couple things that we can uh, talk about. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump right into it. Stock moving up. First one's got to be the Buffalo Bills. They're on a four-game win streak. They're coming off an 18-point victory in Arrowhead against the Chiefs. They have a plus-minus of 108, which is 46 more points than the next uh, best team, which is the Cardinals. This team has covered not only one four straight games, but covered four straight games. They covered versus the Dolphins, um, the Washington football team, uh, Kansas City, and then there was one more in there that I'm forgetting. But they they are on a roll, and I think the I think the main part of it must be that they didn't quite get to where they wanted to last year, and so they are they seem to me like almost like a Terminator that. They have one mission. They have one goal. Josh Allen's doing his thing. I mean, the whole team is is rocking, and it's pretty awesome to see. I think I'm honestly I'm pretty happy because I bet them to win the Super Bowl in the off season at eleven to one. So I'm pretty happy about uh, how they performed thus far, and I think they're probably going to smash the Titans here before their bye week in week seven. So uh, that's one team I would definitely say stock moving up. Another one, the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, this was a team that we had last week as underrated. They did, you know, it was a little closer than we, you probably like, and there was some questionable calls, but they did get a win against the Browns at home, did cover that game. Uh, you know, they find themselves atop the AFC West, you know, and they've beaten the Chiefs in an away game. They beat the Raiders, who at the time were undefeated. They beat the Browns, and now they get a, diff- a kind of difficult matchup in an away game, noon o'clock kickoff against the Ravens, who I think might be a little overrated uh, just because of their record. They have a four and one record, but really two of those victories you, they could have, they should have been uh, losses. So I think I think the Chargers are actually their stock still moving up. They still got some things to figure out. They're not as good as most might think. On offense, uh, their their down to down efficiency isn't as good as it probably should be, given their record and given how many points they've put up. But Justin Herbert has really been able to kind of be magical on third down. Um, the Chargers are twenty third in yards per play, so it allowed. So you think that eventually maybe they might make a change on defense, but it's hard to say because it seems like Brandon Staley is going to stick with his gun. So. Eventually, though, I think they're going to need to find a way to be more efficient on offense down to down. And on defense, they're going to have to find some way to limit teams' ability to just run the ball and wear out their defense. Because, sure, the math might say it's better to let a team run than pass. But eventually, if opposing teams are able to stay consistent with the chains and keep moving the ball, you're going to just find yourself with not a lot of time on offense to do what you need to do. And your defense is going to be very exhausted and very tired and depleted. And it, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty easy to draw a scenario in that case where you can lose. So I still think they have some things to figure out. Uh, I think if they can really fix some of these issues though, they can, you know, the ceiling's a limit. 
I mean, we obviously saw they've already beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Could this team make it to the AFC Championships, uh, Championship potentially against the Bills? I think so. I think so. I mean, I, I think they have pretty much all the weapons that they need to do uh, to do that. They have a good, smart coach to do that. So I think I really think the ceiling is there for the Chargers. They are another team that I could easily see, yeah, in the AFC Championship competing to go to a Super Bowl. Crazy as that sounds with the Chargers. Let's move into stock moving down. The Carolina Panthers, they're 3-2. and two. They, You know, they started 3-0. and oh. uh, I believe I had this as a overrated team. Uh, if not last week, two weeks ago, they've now lost back-to-back games. So to me, it's really no surprise that a team that their schedule started just so easily for them. They started with a game against the Jets, a game then got to play the Saints, who are still trying to figure out what they are doing or what they want to do offensively. And then they had a game versus the Texans. So clearly... Clearly, they got the luck of the draw to begin the season. And it's no surprise that they've kind of regressed back. But they've slid down all the way to 23rd in yards per play and 19th in yards per pass attempt. I think the loss of Christian McCaffrey definitely kind of hurt them. I mean, obviously, they lose him. They lose two straight games. That's kind of interesting. I think, I, and I think they might lose this game this week against the Vikings. And it might give us a chance to kind of buy them at a low spot for week seven because they get an away game versus the Falcons. But this game against the Vikings is going to be pretty pretty big for both teams. I mean, we saw the Panthers trade, make the trade with New England. They're clearly trying to win now. The Vikings, on the other hand, have lost two games when that they should have won. And now they're kind of like wondering if they're going to even make the playoffs now. I mean – the thing about the NFC is that the NFC West is so stacked that, and luckily there's an extra wild card spot, but if there wasn't, it could be really tough for a lot of teams to try to stay mentally focused throughout the season if you're having a down season because of that. I mean, those there's probably going to be at least three playoff teams coming out of the AFC West. Not that many spots left for any other team. So, Panthers, I think their stock's moving down. I don't think that they are as necessarily as bad as we've seen them in the past two weeks, but they certainly are absolutely not as good as that 3-0 start that we saw. Um, moving on to another team, the Seattle Seahawks. This one's kind of uh, a layup, I guess you could say. They're 2-3. and three. They obviously lost Russell Wilson. I really think that Russell, the loss of Russell Wilson could expose – so many of the issues that have plagued the Seahawks for years and kept really kept them from advancing too far in the playoffs. I mean, despite all these issues that I think that are actually there, I mean, Russell Wilson has been able to carry this team far, far down the playoffs. Geno Smith played good in that game where he relieved him, but I mean, we've seen this so many times in the NFL where a backup comes in, the defense wasn't preparing for their style, their how they pass it, where they're looking for it. Um, and so the backup actually does pretty well. And a lot of times it's also in maybe garbage situations. So they're able to kind of rack up stats. So he did go 10 for 17, 131 yards, one touchdown, one pick. I really, I guess I just think that there's a good amount of tape on Geno Smith. He's not someone that's like brand new. I think the Steelers are going to have a pretty good game plan for him. Like I said, I, 
I think this is going to really expose just how valuable Russell Wilson truly is. I really wish this game wasn't against the Steelers because that that is a team I've been trying to fade basically since like week one after their victory against the the Bills. It was pretty obvious that uh, this team just doesn't have the same offensive firepower that maybe you've were grown accustomed to when Big uh, Big Ben could actually you know throw it deep and accurately. Uh, I I just can't trust it yet. I mean, they had a good game last week, but I, I still can't trust it yet. And I, but I still think they probably roll here. But I mostly just want to fade the Seahawks. Might try to look at maybe some team total unders for that game. That might be a good way we can attack that spot. Now, some undervalued and some overvalued teams. I had a few that were maybe undervalued. A couple of ones that were options for me. Um, but nothing, nothing really was like sticking two two out. So I just rolled with one that kind of caught my eye. The New York Giants, <laughs> they are one and four. They've had the worst injury luck to begin the season of any team. They have injuries right now to their top three wide receivers, either top four actually, with Shepard. I believe Shepard's coming back, but Kenny Galladay is probably going to miss. Shepard, even if he's coming back, is still probably hurt. Darius Slayton's hurt. Might miss, and then now Kadarius Tony is hurt, but I still, but, but I believe he will play. But still, injuries to your top four wide receivers. Now Daniel Jones has a concussion. I believe he's supposed to play as well. They're starting running back Saquon Barkley is injured, so you're looking at now nah, like four to five starters at least that are hurt on the Giants side of things, and that's just a really rough way to begin your first you know five weeks of the season. They're still. They were pretty much. They st- they still have been able to compete. I mean, they're they're two and two. They were two and two against the spread going into week five. They were tied ten to ten against the Cowboys late in the second quarter before Daniel Jones went out. I think they. I really think they were going to keep that game much closer than it ended up being. I guess just assuming that Daniel Jones plays, which I. You know, he's supposed to. I guess I just think that the Giants might have some value here against the Rams. The Rams do have, did play Thursday night, so they're going to have some extended rest time, some extended prep time. But I think there might be a little bit of value on the Giants this week. And if not this week, eventually they have a rough schedule coming up. They got a game versus the Rams, the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Bucks. Uh, every single one of these teams, except for the Chiefs, shockingly, are above 500 and are expected to compete for a playoff spot. And frankly, I think that the Raiders still might compete for one. Maybe, maybe not. So it could be a while, but I really think that eventually there's going to be a buy low spot on this on this Giants team. They're still competing in games. They're still staying close. If they can just overcome these injuries and really just yeah, just keep everyone on the field. I think they're going to keep games a lot closer, and I think they're going to win some games that they you wouldn't think they would. Now, moving on to an overvalued team. Uh, this one, there's a couple options here for me, but the, the main one I wanted to talk about was the Tennessee Titans. They're 3-2. and two. They've been really lucky with their schedule their last three, three weeks. They've gotten to play the Colts, the Jets, and the Jags. Those three teams have a combined record of 2-13. and 13. So now they get to play a Bills team, which I've already taught. I, I think that Bills team is a terminator. I mean, they are. I, I think that they are just a team that's on a mission that has one goal that could care less about anything else. Not going to let distractions get in their way. I think they're going to get rolled by the Bills. I mean, mm, 20 point victory. 
is what I think. I, I really think this is going to be pretty similar to some of their other games that they've played against Washington, against Houston, against Miami. I think they're just going to roll them. I really think they are. So the Titans, now this is a tough part because I think they're overvalued, but they are getting some pieces back. Looks like A.J. Brown's going to have another week to be healthy. Should be, uh, should be out there. I believe Julio Jones practiced in full today, so he should be out there. So it's kind of tough. Uh, I think they're a little bit overvalued, but getting those pieces back, of course, is going to help. But their their schedule, even after the Bills, is followed by games against the Chiefs, uh, Colts away game, which, I mean, it looks like the Colts are start, starting to figure things out. You know, they, I believe they beat the Dolphins by like 10 points. Then we saw what happened on Monday night. They were up big late in the game against the Ravens and kind of blew that away. I still think the Colts are going to figure it out. They're, they are figuring it out. They're getting better. So I think that's going to be a tougher game, especially come two weeks. Give that Colts team another week of really is mostly just figuring out who they want to be on offense and what they want to do. Then you have the Rams in away game. So those three games, I, I don't think they're any going to be easy at all. Add in that Bills game. It's going to be four tough, four tough games, in my opinion, all back to back to back to back. I think this seems like a nice opportunity to sell the Titans. Maybe you even wait to see if the line moves uh, in favor of the Titans when Julio and AJ Brown are announced active. It might get you a little bit better price. I mean, the main issue really for that Bills Titans game is that the Bills, you know, they prepared all offseason. They wanted more defensive help to really beat the Chiefs. And now that they beat the Chiefs, one could imagine that they might have some sort of a hangover going into their next game, but this game is on a Monday night. It's not like a regular Sunday game. There's an extra day of prep. There's an extra day of, you know, hype or, you know, it's a Monday night game. It's a primetime game. It's there's going to be extra hype around. So I think that actually might cancel out any hangover or lingering effects from beating the chiefs, you know, cause that game was on a Sunday night too. So it was kind of a late game. So I'm not so much worried about that. Again, I just think this team is a, on a mission and I, think they're going to try to beat every team that they possibly can uh, to really just to, you know, refine things as best they can going into the playoffs and look out. Um, so last game, last thing we want to talk about here is the big game breakdown. This is the Chargers at the Ravens. So both these teams are uh, four and one. I think it's going to be a good test of player skills because these teams kind of have interesting philosophies from the like a defensive standpoint. The Chargers offense – this is kind of what I was referring to earlier. Maybe I can say it a little bit better this time. The Chargers offense is sixth in points per game. You're thinking, all right, pretty great. But only 11th in yards per play. That's kind of what I was referring to in the down-to-down efficiency stuff. That Yes, they have a lot of points, but it's coming, it's coming where you wouldn't think it would be, if that makes sense. What I'm referring to is that normally you have you know a lot of yards per play, and hand-in-hand goes points with that in this case they're kind of getting a little bit more points than they probably should be based off their yard yards yard to yard success having said that they're still four and one and they're not even playing their best football that's pretty impressive to me i think that if they figure that out they have a bye week after this one too that watch the chargers coming out of the bye week if they can figure out a way to get you know more on first and second down it might actually turn them into a Super Bowl caliber team. Whereas right now I'd say they're probably just, you know, mm, divisional playoff team, I'd say. 
is where I'd put him. Uh, but, you know, Justin Herbert's playing at elite level. He's currently sixth in odds to win the MVP. I think he's going to enjoy playing a defense that is 26th in opponent passing yards per attempt. That's insane for a, a Ravens defense, which we've grown accustomed to them playing so well. And yet here they are letting Carson Wentz throw for 400 yards at home. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have a combined target share of like almost 52%. I think that makes, I think Keenan Allen should be a really elite fantasy play. Mike Williams, he's going to have a tough matchup with Marlon Humphrey. So maybe he might not have as good of a day, but I, I still think Mike Williams is incredibly talented. He can probably overcome anything. And, um, but it's easy to see if maybe Eckler just decides to take the easier shots towards Keenan Allen. So just might have to watch that. Um, I think even on the ground, Austin Eckler is going to have an advantage here. He's got 5.2 yards per carry so far. He's going to, he gets to play against a defense that is 17th and rush yards per attempt. So kind of a good matchup for him. Um, not, I mean, certainly not horrible. 17th is, is kind of, you know, middle of the pack, but still not, not, not bad. Uh, I, like I said, this, this defense is just different than what we remember. You, you typically think of a Ravens defense as stout. Pretty much all those teams in the AFC North, you, you just think of them as stout defenses. For this team, not so much anymore. And it's really just caused Lamar to have to put the entire team on his back. He's now second in MVP odds. Uh, his I, I can pull it up now, but his yards per pass attempt is so much better this year. It's really like they finally were just forced to play a certain way with the loss of their running backs. Um and now it's forced Lamar to throw it more and forced him to have to be better and more accurate. And frankly, if Marquise Brown could actually catch a few extra passes, he'd probably be even number one for MVP odds with the stats that Lamar should have put up against the first game I'm thinking of is the Lions. But so he gets the Chargers defense. They're 12th in points allowed per game, but just 23rd in yards, uh, yards per play allowed. This is what I was referring to earlier with the philosophies. The Chargers want you to run it. They play to protect the deep ball. They want you to, to run it and throw, you know, low A dot passes. They want you to basically have to be very consistent, very focused, not commit any penalties, and really be very efficient in order to slowly move the ball down the field. Now, that's good. That's a good philosophy, but I think against the Ravens, they might struggle a little bit if Lamar can be level-headed, can make the right throws, can make the right decisions. I think Mark Andrews is going to have a field day here. The problem is, is they don't really have any good running backs. I mean, every other running back has excelled against the Chargers because they've dared them to run. I think that if, yeah, if the Chargers force the Ravens into giving the ball to Latavius Murray, Devonta Smith, Le'Veon Bell, who, Tyson, whoever it is, they're going to be pretty happy with that outcome. So long as they can keep Lamar from running himself from throwing deep balls to Marquise Brown that are on target and catch. I think they're going to be happy if they don't do that. And Lamar is able to get those deep shots and he's able to push the ball down the field through this in the seams to Mark Andrews. And he's able to get out on the outside and run a lot. Well, I mean, I think the Ravens are probably going to win this game and I think that their total is probably going to go to the over. So it really kind of depends on how, how much does Lamar push the ball down the field or does he just take what the defense gives him? And if he does do that, how efficient can he be? 
how, you know, how long can they go without committing a penalty? I mean, I think they're down like three offensive linemen, so it's going to be tough for them. Um, David Njoku lit this, this Chargers team up for seven, one forty one in the touchdown last week. So like I said, I think Andrew's going to have a pretty big, pretty big game here. Um, I, I think this is just kind of time to take advantage of, you know, what we saw Monday night, you know, that's a, Standalone game, the Ravens win in dramatic fashion. Now they're two and a half point favorites. I think if that game had kind of closed how it was going to, you know, the, I believe the Ravens only had like nine points in the going into the fourth quarter. I think if that, if it stays roughly where that was, it was probably closer to a pickup. And that's kind of where I had the game pegged at is a pickup. So Going kind of just diving into it, my best bet for the week is the Chargers plus two and a half on the road in Baltimore. Of course, we're worried about the West Coast team kicking off at noon, but I just think this is where the most the, the value I, that I see so far this week. Not a lot of games out there that I particularly love. Um, could talk about the Raiders situation a little bit. I mean, obviously unfortunate. Um, definitely need it to go. Uh, hope he can maybe just try to do the right things to um, make amends. And, you know, maybe down the road he can get back in the NFL. We've seen this in sports time and time again. If you do the right things, if you, you know, if, 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 we, if we can clearly see that you're trying to be better, then usually most people get a second chance. Mike Vick did. Kyle Larson did. Um, so, I, I don't know. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. And now the Raiders get a home, an away game in Denver there's probably a little value there. If you, if that's where you wanted to go, it's gross. Um, but you know, I certainly imagine a lot of people are just blindly backing the Broncos to take advantage of the Raiders kind of situation. The one thing though, is Gruden was really good at de- de- designing an offensive game plan. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't really know if anybody else in that locker room is going to be able to replicate that or the coaching staff or rather. So that's one part that I think that is uh, that that certainly has some sort of weight, some sort of value. And so losing that, it could be worth the value that we actually saw get lost on the Raiders. But we'll see. Another big game, just kind of looking at the schedule right now, just because I didn't really have any other topics to talk about. So we'll just call it, kind of give a few minutes on some other games. Miami at Jacksonville. This game's in London. I actually kind of really like the Jags here. I think this is the week they finally get off the schneid, finally get their first win. They've played close in a lot of games. I think this is finally the time they win. I think they've had a week now to kind of get the whole urban situation out of their minds. Now that the Raiders situation has gone on, the press has probably backed off as much too. So this is a good time for Jacksonville, I think, to get their first win, oddly enough, in London. Green Bay at Chicago. Justin Fields is getting, I think he's going to be a get better each week, week by week. This could be a week where maybe there's, it's time to take the Chicago as a home dog, uh, at least for the points, uh, point spread purposes. The problem is though, is I don't, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing great. He can really just dominate this game from like a time of possession standpoint. I mean, they have like the slowest pace in the league. So if, Aaron Jones is successful at running the ball, which I think he will be against the Bears. This could be a situation where classic Packers, you know, they are able to run it for seven yards of play 
or you know five to five to six yards per play, just kind of keep the chains moving, milk all the clock down, throw it to Devonte whenever he feels like it. To be honest, doesn't really matter who's covering it, and I think the Packers probably cover, but there's going to be a buy opportunity for the bears in the future. At some point, Detroit, uh, Cincinnati at Detroit. This is definitely a game I want to talk about. Detroit is going to get a win. They're playing hard. They should have won that game last week. That was unfortunate. I just feel bad for this team. I mean, they've just gotten screwed. I mean, they gotten screwed to a 66 yard field goal from Justin Tucker, uh, you know, 29 second, you know, field goal against the Vikings. At some point, this team is going to win, and now they got a home game against the Bengals. Uh, Joe, you know, Joe Burrow's kind of got like a hurt throat. I don't know how much that's going to matter, but they're going to win this game, or not this game, but a game, probably soon. That team is playing hard; it's staying close. I believe they're three and two against the spread. If that, I think they covered against the Niners. They covered last week. I think they're three and two, and they covered against the Ravens. Yeah, they're three and two. So they, that you know, that's a that could be a buy opportunity for them right there. The Texans at the Colts. This one's kind of a weird one. A ten point favorite for the Colts. I don't really know if I can give Carson Wentz ten points and have him cover. That's a lot of points. The Texans obviously kept has kept things close. They beat the Jags. They, that was one ATS win. They kept it close against the Patriots at home last week. That's another ATS win. This team has played things close, uh, despite pretty much every factor in them and. I believe they get some. They got some. They get some extra rest. No, no, that was the last week before. But still, I think I think Houston is probably a little undervalued here. Ten points is just too many uh, in in a dome game. You know, at the Colts, the Colts haven't really showed us anything too too impressive yet. I know that was a good kind of performance on Monday night, but now now they have a short week and they have to play a division rival. I don't know. Just seems like too many points for an in division game. Kind of already talked about the Giants and uh, the Rams, the Chiefs at Washington. I mean, the Chiefs are kind of a mess defensively right now. They were never supposed to be this kind of team that had to you know, have a good defense, but it's really starting to hurt them quite a bit. I still think they probably win here. I mean, it's it really seems like they're just going to have to constantly lose a game. Then the next week is all-out desperation to keep their season alive, you know, quote-unquote. And then they're going to win. Um, you know, they did that against Philly, kind of kept their season alive, went back home, lost to Buffalo. Now another NFC East team, I think they're going to roll them. Um, so Vikings at Panthers, that's another really good game. I should have maybe – I can't really call that my big game breakdown, though. I think that's going to be a close game. I think the Vikings probably beat the Panthers there. I Like I said, I, I still think that the stock is just continually to move down on Carolina. If CMC comes back, that certainly helps, but – I just think that our perception of Carolina might still just be this three and O team that, you know, played the Cowboys to an eight point game. Um, it played the Eagles to a three point game. They play games close and they beat teams that they should beat. But I think this is going to be just a more desperate Vikings team. I mean, they just, they, the Vikings ha- actually have Super Bowl aspirations. I think the Panthers is more of a maybe two, three year project. Uh, closer to three, but the Vikings certainly have Super Bowl aspirations, and they have all the players that, if everything went right, they could actually do it. But unfortunate start to the season for them, so I don't know how much longer 
Um, or I, I, I just think that they're just going to play with a lot more focus and intensity. I think Mike Zimmer should be able to make a decent defensive game plan against Sam Darnold, maybe kind of lean on what the Cowboys did to kind of uh, make him throw a couple picks. Cardinals at Browns, that's going to be another good game. Uh, I think there might be some weather there, but Cardinals, 5-0, and three-point underdog. That is very interesting to me. All right, that is enough time. Um, hope everyone has a great day. Make sure to go to the website to sign up for the newsletter. Um, pretty much it just kind of sums up what I'm saying here. So if you just kind of want to sign up and you don't like listening to the podcast and you just want the quick picks, make sure to sign up there for that. Um, again, doing the... You know, we just have our weekly spread and total projections on there. We have our weekly DraftKings picks. I do an article on Thursday night and Monday night for DraftKings and uh, spreads, totals, all that stuff. Um, so you can find all that stuff on hiddenlayerbetting.com. I think that's it, folks. So have a great day. I will see you later. Bye-bye.